J-O-Y, joy, a simple word, but it is packed with so much goodness, so much that I had to break this into two parts. So in today's episode, we're really going to look at what are some of the challenges that we have to cultivating joy in our homeschool, during our holidays, and in our life. And then we're going to talk about what are some indicators that you might need some more joy. Get ready to really look at joy in a way that you might not have looked at it before. Listen, if you're anything like me, I know you're listening while you're trying to get something else done. But if you can find a place to press pause on the hustle and the hurry, I pray that you'll grab your hot chocolate, your favorite Christmas cookie, and your comfy blanket and tune in. Let's do it. Cue the music. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Welcome to another episode of the Catch Your Breath podcast. Thank you so very much for joining me again. And if this is your first time, hello, hello, you are in the right place for some encouragement, for some empowerment, and really some practical strategies to make this whole journey less stressful and more enjoyable. This is episode 39, and we're going to be talking about joy. This is the season for joy. If you're listening to this during the holiday season, you're going to hear it in all the songs, Joy to the World. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that have joy in it. But you hear that often. And the truth is, if we're honest with ourselves, we can admit that we don't always feel that joy. Can Can we just be honest? Let's just put it out there. We don't always feel the joy. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about how we can reframe the way we really look at joy. And I heard a wonderful acronym for the word joy, and you've probably heard it before, with Jesus, others, and yourself. And so we're going to look at what can make that challenging, what might be keeping you from truly experiencing it, and then how can you know if there might be a deficit in your joy tank. If you are starting to feel some of these things we're going to talk about, then that's the way to be able to see that maybe you got to do something about that. We have to look at that. And then I'm going to give you some really practical tips, just three, about how we can cultivate that joy. But before we jump into all the goodness, all the amazingness of this episode, I want to check in. How are you doing? How has your holiday been going so far? Are you able to prioritize yourself and your needs? And we are not doing this in a selfish way because sometimes when we say that, we talk about self-care because of what the world has done with this whole concept of self and selfies and all of that. It really can mess us up in really prioritizing taking care of ourselves because you feel selfish. I know for me right now, I'm coming from you from my closet. I just had a delicious piece 
of dark chocolate. And when I said that, my mouth started watering because <laughs> I thought about it. it was so good. And I came into my closet a little earlier before I started to record this just so I could just take that time to get myself together. And there has to be no guilt for that. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, yes, depending on how much I have to do, how much I need to be away from my family in the closet, sometimes I have to look and make sure that I am giving a good amount of time to the things that I need to do and my needs and, and wants and all of that and also theirs. But it's important that when we're thinking about that, that we don't neglect ours. Because what can happen is we allow so much guilt about taking some time away for ourselves that we just don't do it. And when we don't do it, that's when all of the other things start to come into play. And so we're going to talk about how we can have more joy and really ensure that we're looking at all of these three pieces. And yes, we have the why is yourself, which comes at the end. But we're going to look at how that's important that we're making sure that we're still pouring into that cup. But I just want you to know that as I am preparing this time and getting ready to speak to you, I am praying for you. I am praying that God will give you an opportunity to take some time for yourself, that you will not see it as selfish, that you will see it as a gift that he's given to you, that if you need rest, you'll take rest. If you need um, some fun, even, that you'll just take some fun, that you really tune in and listen to what what you need and then give it to yourself. I pray that for you. I pray that this time that we come together to talk that you're giving me a little bit of your podcast space that it is encouraging for you that it is lifting you up and that you really are having an opportunity to catch your breath I am intentional about the title because I really want this to be the time where you can just breathe I thought about doing a breathing thing every single episode but you might get sick of that (laughs) so if you need to pause at any time to take your breath please do that all right so let's dive in So what we know that we know is when we choose to homeschool our children, we are doing it because we have a a compelling why, right? We know that that's what's pushing us to do it. And most times it is, once we're in it, one of the most rewarding things that we could ever do. And we love it. But in that love, it's okay to own and to say and really to normalize that it can be challenging and when it is challenging one of the things that can fall by the wayside is our joy and the pleasure and the excitement that we have in it it is important to me that we normalize that we don't always feel the joy Because if we don't talk about it and if we don't say that that is true, A, when we're experiencing it, we start to feel like we're the only ones. And B, we can't actually do anything about it because you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So if we're not willing to say, like, I don't feel joy right now, I'm not experiencing joy, then we're not able to do anything about it. And in this season where everything is joyful and everything is festive and everything is supposed to be supposed to be and that's the key right there supposed to be but where there is an expectation that it looks a certain way and it feels a certain way if we are not feeling that joy and all of what people are saying that we should feel 
we can have a lot of guilt. So on top of not experiencing the joy, now we've got guilt about what we feel. I always say like that layer is, that's the part that it, where you get dangerous when you're feeling a feeling and then you now feel bad about feeling that feeling or you feel like nobody else is feeling that so you've got that layer of the feeling the underlying feeling but then another feeling on top of that and a lot of times I know for me what can happen is and that's just I start layering it and start layering it and so we've got to start peeling back those layers so we can get to the core of what's going on So that's our first thing is we want to recognize that there are some challenges that can happen that can make it hard for us to really experience the joy in the holiday season, but also in homeschooling. So what are those? Number one, definitely can be some time constraints. When you are trying to balance homeschooling with all of the holiday duties like shopping, cooking, going to all the different events, it can feel overwhelming and then that leaves little time for you to really focus on your spiritual growth for you to be able to have some meaningful connections and for you to have that self-care so that time constraint piece is one that we want to look at and we'll talk a little bit after I give you the list about what are some practical things that we can do but that's number one the second one is overwhelm and burnout we talked about this I want to say it was like episode 30 or 31 where we looked at what can cause a lot of overwhelm and burnout during the holiday season. But honestly, if we think about it, even in our homeschool is when we are striving for perfection. When we are trying to make our holidays perfect, when we are trying to make our homeschool perfect, when we're trying to make the environment perfect, anytime we are striving for perfection, it's going to lead to stress and it's going to then overshadow any of the peacefulness that we're looking for, the joyful interactions that we're looking for, and the self-care. I speak from experience because I am a recovering perfectionist. I, I, I would love to say I'm over it, that I'm not anymore. And I, I think I lie to myself sometimes and think that I'm not because I don't do things perfect. I'm like, oh, you're really okay with that. But I've recognized that the perfection for me comes in the striving, comes in being paralyzed if I'm afraid that I won't be able to do it perfect and then not being able to move forward. Uh, Even in uh, expecting perfection from those around me, that's where I see that I have to pause and say, wait a minute, I want this thing to be done. Does it have to be done perfectly? Does it have to look perfectly? And I feel like I wish that there was that button that I could just press every time that I felt that would say, and then it would just stop me and shock me into remembering that that's not the case, but I'm still working through that. But what I do know is that striving for perfection really does contribute to being overwhelmed and burnout. And like I said, it also deal, it also can lead to being paralyzed because you just you don't want to do anything. And so that turns into procrastination because you're putting off the thing and now you're even more overwhelmed and more burnt out because you've got so many things on your plate that you have to do. The third thing that can make it difficult for us to maintain and experience joy could be guilt. We talked a little bit about that earlier, about that guilt that's put on us, but it's really common to feel guilty for focusing on your needs or not for meeting every single expectation. 
and that guilt truly can be a barrier to taking care of yourself and enjoying your personal time because you may feel guilty for things you have not finished, for time you haven't spent, or just for prioritizing yourself. It might still feel selfish to you. The fourth thing is financial stress. During the holidays, there can be an additional burden that comes from all of the things that we're trying to do. And when you have that nagging thought going on in your head, it can make it really challenging to have joy. If you have that nagging thought as you're homeschooling because you don't want to buy more curriculum because you, you know, you, you feel guilty about spending you know, because you spent some before and now you have to change it or you want to add something new. Or I know for me, when I stopped working, like officially, officially, because I left the school setting and then started doing consulting with schools and then worked for a couple of nonprofits. And so I was doing that for a long time and I would, I would slowly reduce my hours, but I still was doing it. But when I actually stopped completely, there was some guilt for simple things <laughs> that, that were self-care for me. So I like to get my toes done and I felt guilty for that. I had to work through that because I felt like, well, I don't want to put any extra unnecessary stress and you know I got over that but then like if I wanted to take trips or just things that I was just accustomed to doing without even thinking about it I started to be like and the interesting thing is I wasn't talking to my husband about it and when I did he was like what are you talking about (laughs) it was all in my head but I know that we can have that financial stress and it can take away the joy because we we pause every single time that we want to do something. Isolation can also be a stressor because many times the homeschooling journey can feel isolating, especially during the holidays because there are you feel like you're doing things differently than than how everybody else is doing. And Most importantly, I find that the isolation comes from us not feeling like we have anybody that we can be honest with about the struggles, about not having joy, about whatever these challenges I've just talked about. Because depending on who you tell, if you are talking about feeling overwhelmed and being burnt out, if you're talking about the guilt, if you're talking about that you're not feeling the joy, depending on who you talk that say that to, including family, they may say things like, well, then just put them in school. And so now you feel like you have to be guarded. You cannot say that. And even within your homeschool community, if you see everybody else thriving, you see everybody else doing all the things that you think you should be doing and you're not you start to pull back or at least you can because you just do not want to tell people that I, I'm not experiencing that that's not it's not happening you know <laughs> I, I joke about it but I mean it in the most sincere way but a lot of times before we start homeschooling depending on what we're reading and who we're talking to and what we're seeing it can feel like okay so if I start homeschooling my child at five, then he'll be ready for Harvard at 10 because that's the power of homeschooling. And while those things do happen, if that is what we've set ourselves up to believe, and then we have a child who is struggling to read and maybe doesn't start reading until nine or 10 or struggling with math or struggling with writing, we start to think something's wrong with our children 
or something's wrong with our teaching. And then we start to isolate ourselves because we don't want anybody to see that we're failing. And I'm doing air quotes for that one. And that is definitely something that can steal our joy. Another challenge that we might have that can steal our joy is lack of support. And that's really connected to the isolation part that I just talked about. But on top of maybe feeling those feelings and not feeling like you have somebody you can talk to. If you are not practicing delegation, which is challenging for many of us, especially when we take on the role of homeschooling, we're kind of like, I've chosen to do this, so I must take on all of the things. Well, when you that are doing all of the things that have to do with homeschooling, and then you add all of the holiday tasks, and then you're not asking for any support or help, and you're not delegating, then definitely you're going to find it challenging to make time for your spiritual practices and to make connections. And even when you're feeling that lack of support, you're not delegating, it starts to affect your relationship with others, especially those within your family. And then your self-care can be challenging because you have so many things on your plate. You can also, in homeschooling, feel, and I think it's homeschooling, but also I would say even in parenting, feel spiritual dryness. Because when your schedule gets busy, one of the first things to fall off can be your spiritual connection. And truly, when you are experiencing some of these other things that I just talked about, time constraints, when you're overwhelmed and you're experiencing burnout, when you're experiencing guilt, if you're having some sort of financial stress, if you're feeling isolated, if you're not feeling like you have support, sometimes instead of leaning into God, we kind of step back and pull away. We start to try to either figure it out on our own or just get silent. And so that can make it challenging. And we all go through our journey with our relationship with Christ. And so one of the other things that I, I definitely don't think we talk about is enough is is that feeling of that you can't hear from him or that you know you're going through the thing or you're trying to pray or you're trying to talk you're trying to have that devotional time but you're still feeling like I'm not feeling it. Something's not right. Once again, least it a isolation can cause it because you don't have your community but also when you're experiencing that it can feel really scary to tell others about it so you have all of these things that make it challenging and you could have one of these things you could have all of them but how do you know when the joy is missing and so if you noticed in the show title that I have it as J-O-Y because we're going to specifically talk about it as J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and yourself. But I want us to look at it holistically. Like how do we know if joy, Jesus, others, and yourself, like that focus is missing, but also when we think about the definition of joy. But first I want us to talk a little bit about what is the definition of joy so that we're on the same page about what I mean by it, and it makes sense to you. So when you think about joy in the everyday sense, it's like this awesome feeling, right, of happiness and pleasure. It's this the vibe that you're getting that it doesn't matter what's happening around you. 
you have that joy on the inside. We know that that comes from Jesus. So that's definitely how it's connected. But it's that joy that's on the inside. And it's deeper than if you're just laughing. Joy doesn't necessarily mean that you're laughing all the time or, you know, that you're always having a good time. It's really about having this lasting sense of happiness that sticks with you. And when you think about what that looks like, it then makes sense that it would be Jesus, others, and yourself. So the J is for Jesus. And this part is about the joy that comes from your spiritual side, which is really where joy has to come from, has to be that foundation that you have in your relationship with us, with him. And for many of us, feeling connected and at peace with our faith can bring us a true sense of joy. When you think about those quiet moments that you have of reflection and prayer, you start to feel this deep sense of calm and happiness. That's the joy that we're talking about. When we think about the O for others, this is all about the joy that we get from not just hanging out with people and our friends and our family and that connection, but also in helping others, in giving to others. If you think about those times when you've helped a friend that's in need or you've spent some time taking care of a family or you've done something nice for someone out of charity or in a situation like that, it feels good. It fills us up. And that's the kind of joy that we're talking about, where it comes from from sharing, from caring, and connecting with the people around us. And as you think about that, if you have some of these constraints that we talked about, some of the challenges, that makes this hard to do. It makes it hard to really give to others. And then this is the one that what this podcast is all about, where I don't feel like we're doing enough of it. And that's yourself. When you think about finding joy in taking care of yourself, that is not something that we always that we often think about. This putting those two things together doesn't usually com- compute for us. But it's important for us to do things that relax us, that cares for us, and that help us helps us to make space for these other things. And so it's going to look different for everybody. So yours might be, or mine's might be, I'll say for myself, reading a good book. I know for other people, one of my um, best friends, hers is going for a good run. It just makes her happy. Some people even is just sitting and binging out in front of the television. And there's no... There's no judgment in that because, listen, I will go on a movie marathon in a heartbeat and that will bring me joy depending on what the movies are. But when we look after ourselves and we do things that we love, it really does boost our mood big time. That is key. So now that we have the framework and the definition for what we're talking about with joy, we're going to look at how you can know if you are not experiencing joy. Now, first of all, you know. I think you just know if you know. But sometimes we may not realize that it truly is joy that is missing. And so here are some things that let us know that the J-O-Y is missing. And it can manifest itself in several ways. One of the ways is what we just talked about where the challenge is spiritual dryness, but the consequence or the what you the impact is that you have a spiritual connection 
where you feel disconnected from your faith or you're struggling to find meaning in your own spiritual practices. If you've never experienced that, I am excited for you, but I know that I have. And I think that is probably one of the hardest parts as a Christian when you feel that. Because the most important thing that you want as a Christian is to be connected to God. So when you're not having that, it's very, it's impactful. It It, it is scary. It hurts. But that is one of the things that can happen is that you don't have the connection with him. And so, as I said, we're going to talk a little bit about what we do, but that's one way that you can know if you're feeling like you're not having a spiritual connection with him. If you're feeling like you're having strained relationships, that's number two. If you feel increased frustration with your family, if you're feeling feelings of loneliness, even when you're with family and friends, if you're feeling a disconnection from your community, from your church community, from your um, homeschool community, any of that, then that might be evidence that you do not have joy. And one of the things I know is that when those relationships in home are strained, especially if the relationship is strained with your child, it makes homeschooling a hundred times harder. So it is key that we are ensuring that we're looking at relationship over rigor, that we're prioritizing relationship over rigor because we can't have joy if we're not. So if you're starting to feel that, that might be an indication. We talked about that one of the challenging things is to take care of yourself, but neglected self-care is actually a clue that you might have a lack of joy. If you're having any physical and emotional signs of stress, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you have a lack of energy for the activities that you once enjoyed, those are some key indicators that joy might be missing from your life, whether it's Jesus, whether it's time with others, whether it's taking care of yourself. If you're having reduced joy in homeschooling, if you started out super excited about homeschooling your child, that this was the thing you knew, you know your why, you know what you want it to look like. You know what you want your children to be able to say about it at the end. You know what you want to be able to say about it at the end. You have all of that stuff together. You have that blueprint. You know what it is, but you are not feeling joy in your homeschool. If you're feeling, you're not feeling the satisfaction, you're not feeling the fulfillment, and then you're starting to question your abilities and your confidence is starting to decrease, that is a sign that you're lacking joy. And while we're here, let me just say that if you are at that place where you are not enjoying homeschooling, don't sit in that. A lot of times when our children are experiencing things, when even our friends are experiencing things, we do not let them sit in that. We're like, okay, let's do this next thing or let's find this. But when we are experiencing it, we sit in it. And there are many reasons why we do. We might think that we cause it for ourselves. We might not have the energy to do it, but do not sit in that book a session let's figure out let's get to the root of it sometimes you just need somebody who is able to meet with you every week and say all right let's check in sometimes you just need somebody to remind you to celebrate your wins and so you need a person who can be able to be a detective for you and say all right let's you come on and be honest because I want those those sessions I always tell my clients hey come on be honest let's talk about what what is not working and in that 
sometimes all you can see is what's not working. But when we start to break it down and say, okay, let's talk, let's talk about what happened last week. And now let's talk about what happened this week. So I hear you saying, and then we talk about this and then we come back and say, but okay, but here's the deal. You said last week that this wasn't happening. This week it is happening. You have to celebrate that. That's a win. And so when that is happening, you may not realize that that's the win and you need somebody to point that out to you. I want to do that for you. If you're not feeling the joy that you thought you'd want, that you would feel or that you're hoping to feel or that you used to feel, don't sit in it. If you're listening to this because you haven't started it yet, but that's the thing that's, that's making you afraid is navigating it all. You're already overwhelmed. Just book a call. All right, let's get back to it. We have a few more. So the last two are if you're finding difficulty in making decisions and if you're you know that you're usually a person that's very decisive, you make decisions quickly, you you are able to make your decisions without going back and forth, but now when it's time to make decisions, you're feeling an increased feeling of stress and you're starting to feel like oh, I'm just really it's paralyzing you, then that's a sign that you're missing some of this J-O-Y. And then finally, and this is one that is, I hadn't even thought about it, honestly, until I started to really think about it, because <laughs> you don't think about what you're not thinking about, is if you're struggling with your creativity and you're managing daily tasks effectively. Creativity doesn't just mean like if you're a painter or a singer, but just creative, creatively being able to think through a problem to think through uh, choices, outcomes, strategies, steps, all of those things, that may be a sign that you are lacking some joy. So what does all this mean? This episode was so good that I had to break it into two parts. So you're going to have to come back next time to find out the practical things that we can do to make sure that we're cultivating this J-O-Y joy in our homeschooling, in our life during the holiday season. But if this was helpful to you so far, please let me know. Come on into the community and let me know that this was helpful. You can send me an email at hello at ingamasic.com. And I want to know the questions that you have. What are the things that you want me to talk about on this podcast? If you found this episode helpful or you've been listening and you found other help episodes helpful, would you do me a favor and share it with another mom? Listen, what I'm doing here, I have to be honest with you. I don't tell many people this, but I want to tell you, just me and you, just want to tell you. What I'm doing here is more than just a podcast to me. For me, it is a mindset around us ensuring that we're taking care of ourselves. It is a mission to ensure that I'm encouraging you to take care of yourself. And then it's a movement to make sure that millions of moms are taking care of themselves, are prioritizing their self-care and making sure that teaching their children is not burning them out, but actually filling them up and giving them more joy. And I can't do it on my own. So I need you to share, to, uh, to let others know that this is here and then to let me know what topics you want to talk about. Because I know that we're not talking about all the things that we could be talking about and that we should be talking about so that we can all come together and do this better. So would you do that for me? Share it. And then if you know that you need some more joy in your homeschooling, in your life, go ahead and book a session. Let's talk, let's plan, let's strategize, and let's get you back on the path to more joy in your homeschool journey. 
I cannot wait to either see you in my DMs, on my calendar, or right back here for the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses it understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.